0: Welcome to the Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension beef educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to discuss an article from the February issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Winter Tick. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Dave Boxler, who's a Nebraska Extension educator based at the West Central Research and Extension Center. Thanks for joining me today.
1: Good morning, Aaron.
0: Well, Dave, ticks are not usually something we think about in the winter time, but they can be an issue. And in this article, you highlight in particular, the impact of ticks on cattle and horses in the winter. Walk through with us some things that producers should be aware of if they might suspect something doesn't look right and they might have ticks.
1: Well, you know, it's it's kind of unusual to be dealing with a tick during the, the winter time period, but uh, one species is uh, very uh, dominant, uh, especially in the northern states of the United States and in Canada. And over the last 10 years or so, we've seen the winter tick kind of become more frequently encountered here in Nebraska, and especially with uh, people who have horses and who work with their horses Frequently, will tend to notice, you know, horses might be scratching or itching, or there may be a a, a spot that's rubbed uh, free of hair, and they start looking at the horse and finding ticks, and that's most surprising to, to many producers. But this one particular species is a, a dominant species during the winter time. Its common name is the moose tick, and that is uh, applicable especially to the the northern states of the United States, and Canada where moose are very popular. But here in Nebraska, we can see the winter tick uh, certainly on horses as well as cattle, and uh, certainly on uh, a lot of our wildlife such as as deer, and in some cases, some elk here in in Nebraska. But this uh, tick has a kind of interesting life cycle. It is active as an adult, approximately uh, during February into March. And then the the female will come off of the animal because it's a one host tick. It stays on the the animal for most of its life cycle. Well, once the female, uh, after she's mated and they will mate on the the animal, she will drop to the ground usually in late March, uh, April. It depends on the temperature. But if temperatures warm more quickly in, in March or April, you'll see them dropping sooner. And she will deposit eggs uh, in the soil. And the eggs will be somewhat dormant for a couple of months. And then they'll break dormancy and hatch into larvae. And the larvae will hibernate through the summertime. And as uh, we start to lose daylight in uh late summer, early fall, and when the temperatures drop, the larvae become active. They break hibernation and then they'll crawl up on uh, the tips of grass or low-growing shrubs and bushes and wait for a host to come by. And that's usually a, a horse, uh, could be a, a cattle, it, it could be a deer, and certainly elk. And then it uh, starts feeding on that host for a number of days. And reaching uh, peak development in uh, this time of year. So it's uh, it's an unusual life cycle, but it, it's uh, certainly a tick that can cause some, some serious problems with uh, some of our livestock, especially horses uh, here in Nebraska. And over the last few years, I've seen a number of uh, cases or specimens uh, submitted to me for identification and they all came originated from horses and in some cases uh, the tick populations were pretty significant and if the tick populations get uh, extremely high there's a number of issues that it can cause Uh, certainly weakness, emaciation and anemia and anemia is really the critical issue because they'll if numbers get extremely high and I'll give you an example. Several years ago, I ran across an article that originated in uh, the state of New York, and uh, the Game and Parks people found a dead moose in northern counties of New York, and they counted near 47,000 winter ticks on this particular moose. So at population numbers like that, it will cause death. So we certainly want to prevent any significant impact to our livestock, so I would encourage especially horse owners, to take a good look at their animal, uh, closely uh, rub their hand on the belly, part the hair, and s- determine if there's any ticks causing the irritation that they're observing. And if uh, they do notice uh, tick populations uh, on their animals, uh, they should take some measures to control. And um, I know in some situations, horses do not like to be sprayed with a traditional sprayer. That's one option, but if horses are sensitive, uh, a person could uh, make a uh, a product, uh, a liquid product, and use hand washing or sponging of the horses to get the insecticide on the on the animal. And it depends on the disposition of the horse, but I would encourage horse owners to really take a good look at their at their horses uh, starting now and well into into the month of
0: March. Well, Dave, I think what you just described with the life cycle of this tick is pretty interesting because most of us would not think about uh, that the fact that these ticks actually attach themselves to the horse or to the cattle probably late last summer.
1: Indeed, that's, that's what's really interesting. And it, it startles a lot of people. I, I spoke with a horse owner uh, two years ago who uh, called and said, he said, I found ticks on my horse that can't be and i said oh yes it can and i explained to him and on his horses he had uh, a pretty heavy infestation so he was going to treat him and he was going to use a novel way of doing it he was going to put the horse in a horse trailer and make the application in the in the trailer he said it would calm the, the horse down so everyone has to deal with their horses in a different manner but certainly you know, there are a number of products available for for, uh, treatment. And I would encourage horse owners to uh, consult with their veterinarians. And I would also encourage horse owners or people who are applying products for the winter tick is to follow the label directions very closely. And certainly, if you're going to be applying the products this time of year, pick out a, a day where the Sun is out where it's reasonably warm, where you don't anticipate any moisture in the next few days, and do it early in the day so the product has a chance to dry before nightfall. And by all means, use protective gloves when you're making these applications because you will be exposed to the to the product that you're using.
0: Well, Dave, thanks for writing this article. Again, I think this is one of those things we would not think about. We think about ticks being a summer Summer issue, but uh, this is a interesting, interesting insect and one that definitely uh, we need to keep an eye on.
1: Absolutely.
0: Well, for more information on the topic discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. Again, the title of the article that was in the February issue of the Beef Watch newsletter: Winter Tick.